told someone she was from space. Every eye in the room turned toward her with an envious, hateful gleam. It was even worse in the United Countries. She didn't even have to open her mouth, because people realized at a glance she was Sino-Korean. They closed doors in her face, shoved her on the subway, and generally treated her poorly. Earth. She didn't plan on ever returning. Shangde City was pedestrian-friendly in the downtown core, allowing Lana to walk to every destination. There were whole zones where vehicle traffic was disallowed, both air and ground. The pedestrian nature of the city explained why, despite the vast real estate available, most of the buildings were closely packed. A typical street was only about five meters wide. Because the layout favored foot traffic, the shops and restaurants repeated with predictable regularity. On one block alone, Lana could find a grocer with 18.9-liter jugs of bottled water stacked outside for purchase, a fashion store with typically wacky outfits decorating the mannequins. Popular at the moment were bright orange jackets with lightning-shaped protrusions from the shoulders and jeans covered in colorful dragon scrollwork a meat shop extolling the aphrodisiacal virtues of donkey balls, a gym promising new members a month's supply of free gear, the steroid kind, an electronic store offering aerial deals and hacks, a massage parlor pledging the greatest foot massage in town, a traditional Chinese noodle shop, an Italian restaurant, a Turkish halal kebab diner, a dessert shop, a pawn shop, a flesh parlor, and so on. Higher up, the glass and steel structures of the condominiums and office towers connected to the shops ate up the twilight sky. As soon as she reached the next block, all the retail outlets repeated. Different names, same promises. Lana stopped at Fat's Place, an eating and drinking establishment, and ordered Wednesday's Spicy Fingers. The chicken proved a bit mild for spicy and Lana was forced to add a healthy dose of chili to suit her palate. Shui, a stewardess for the space line Lana worked for, purchased a burger and a Shangde specialty ale. Shui was a relatively small woman, and because of her stature, she liked to wear her hair in a vertical bun. In addition to the perceived height boost, she claimed the hair also gave her a more traditional look, though to Lana the hairdo only made her friends seem a bit snobbish. As far as Lana was concerned, if Shui wanted to increase her height, she should just throw on some heels. Lana, of course, always let her locks flow long and free, but she had the advantage of being tall. The two of them sat on the stools by the window for some people watching. Human beings shared the walkways with errand robots. The men outnumbered the women, and the robots outnumbered them both. Lana could pick out the visitors from Earth by the Kuzhao masks wrapped around their noses and mouths. Earthers were afraid of the impure air of the colonies, and seemed to enjoy the false sense of security the masks provided. Some wore the fashionable cotton Kuzhao with cute designs, while others wore the more practical surgical and higher-end filtration models. It was a little surprising how many locals were out and about today because most of the time they preferred to stay home, either enjoying the latest interactive games provided by their aerials or implants, or just relaxing and enjoying life.
The government gave them room and board, and the robots performed the hard work, keeping the economy chugging along. Work was optional. But not for Lana. She was never the type to sit back and let the paramount leader feed her. She wanted to contribute to society, make a difference in her own small way. Lana had always looked to the stars, and knew since she was a child that she would become a pilot. Sometimes during takeoffs and landings she felt like an eagle, soaring free. She often disengaged the autopilot while landing, something her supervisors frowned upon, specifically because she wanted to evoke that feeling of sheer freedom. She had a small eagle tattooed to the inside of her wrist to remind her of that feeling, to remind her of who she was and why she would never consider work optional. To her, work was freedom.